Well, they want me to come up with an idea. I mean, I don't have any ideas. Come on, how hard is that? Look at all the junk that's on TV. You want an idea? Here's an idea. You coach gymnastics team in high school, and you're married, and your son's not interested in gymnastics, and you're pushing him into gymnastics. Why should I care if my son's into gymnastics? Because you're a gymnastics teacher. It's only natural. But gymnastics is not for everybody. Why no, but he's your son. So what? All right, forget that idea. It's not for you. Okay. Okay, I got it. You run an antique store. Yeah, and? And people come in the store and you get involved in their lives. What person who runs an antique store gets involved in people's lives? Why not? So someone comes in to buy an old lamp and all of a sudden I'm getting them out of a jam? I could see if I was a pharmacist because a pharmacist knows what's wrong with everybody that comes in. I know, but antiques are very popular right now. No, they're not. They used to be. Oh yeah, like you know. Oh, like you do. July 1st, 2018. Hello. <laughs> Hi. What? I'm like trying really hard not to cough all over the place because like I'm allergic to the state of California right now. Okay. But I've eaten a lot of pepper jack cheese, a known decongestant. Yes. Yep. Good news to those of you who I know were so worried. Since the last episode, we mentioned our recording setup had changed and my computer couldn't record or whatever. It's working now. We're back to the old setup. We're all good. Woo! With drivers and you know sound cars. And none of that was the problem. Shenanigans. There were shenanigans. And privacy settings. That's what Windows 10 did. It updated and changed my privacy settings and told nothing that it could use my microphone. Right. It said the microphone is there and it's working properly. But you can't use it. Even if you plug in a microphone, and it's like, it knows you plugged it in the USB. It knows you're right in front of your computer. Now, to be fair, I have it turned off for some things that I don't I want to guess. access the mic. But, like, ask? Don't just change my settings, Windows. So, what the hell? Yeah. he. W this was a really private episode of TWIP. <laughs> it couldn't be recorded. <laughs> it took days. That, we got, that we got it sorted. Okay. Okay. Let's move on to some news, shall we? We love news. That's why we're here. A while back. This was last year, 2017, I think, in the summer. In seminar, I wrote a short that was called True Horror. It was kind of goofy. Guess what? It's going to be a comic out this yeah, fall. It's like not a, I mean, a huge comic. It's like a, it's a few pages of a it's comic. It's a six page comic, I because believe. It's a little comic. But, I mean, it's inside a really big anthology. It has hundreds of pages. And it's it looks normally like 15 amazing. bucks. If you want to pick that up, you can get it. Um, usually at Barnes and Noble, or you can order it through any comic store. It's this not, it can't be ordered yet. It's still No, in what I mean is, what's this one called? If Anthology Horror. horror. Okay. Right. So we it's were a in horror the, anthology. We were in the If Anthology Crime previously. Yeah, but, but that wasn't related to Pendant. If you're interested in us, you can look up that the anthology from last I'm year. I'm saying they might be interested in us. We had a short in, in there. But this year, this one, it's, it's an adaptation of my old... Um, seminar right short, but so. it won't be out for a while yet but we'll let this you fall, know when it is with art by jerry gaylor in who case, some of you may know yes in case you want to check it out we encourage you to check it out sure because we like what we do and we think you might too we we like what we do a little bit yeah yeah work well i put that in quotes some work has been done on the uh Kingery season 10. How about that? It's in motion. Well, we we start with all the writers sending in ideas and thoughts about the characters and story and where we could maybe take things. And then I sort of pull ideas from everybody and tie everything together and put a bunch of new stuff in and make it all work. 
I haven't done that part yet. Yeah, it's weird. Been really busy. It's not like all the actors just make up the episode as they go along. It's, <clears throat> we actually planned this. No. Anyway, just thought <laughs> I'd let you know that that had Started. been moving. Yes, I mean, season nine is still going on for you folks listening. You still have several episodes left to listen to it. I hope you do because they're really cool. Listen, listen. Really great. Good stuff. Good stuff. Big cliffhanger. And then more. Um, Active Radioactive Radio, the web series, episode two, director's cut is done. Woo! And it has been sent along to our re-recording mixer, Anna Rodriguez, to do sound effects and audio cleaning and all that audio magic she's working on. So that's very cool. Once we get that in, then we'll... um, edit it down to a final cut and we'll have some news for you about when we'll be releasing that yay and uh the rough cut of episode three is almost done how about that we are moving right along that's what we do and again if you want updates about that um on our social media we post we've been posting an update on active radioactive radio about once a week usually on fridays and you can check out the kickstarter page for it as well um we update that as well at the same time yep Seminar 81 went up this past week, and unfortunately, due to technical difficulties and a few other things, the commentary did not go up with it. But it will be coming just a little later. So I just wanted to let you know that it's not there, but it will be. Sorry. It will be there. We got it. It's coming. It'll happen. So you'll get a surprise later on. Poof! There it'll be. Yay! Yeah. Pretty cool. Okay. Uh, Speaking of seminar... Want to welcome the new assistant director over there, Samantha Reed. Yay, welcome, welcome. Samantha, welcome. We love assistants. We do. And she just completed the director class not too long ago. And uh, Seminar was the only show without an assistant right now. So we sent her over there to get some work with Vincent, who is awesome. Yep. And that's going swimmingly. I believe you'll hear her first work in 83, I think. Okay. I think it's 83. Cool. All right. And then the last thing I'm just going to mention now. That in editing um, part of the rough cut of Active Radioactive Radio web series episode three today, there's an amazing, amazing outtake in there from Jesse Moore. And all I can say is it's the airport song. And when the blooper reel's released, you're going to love it. I want to make a ringtone. It's amazing. So you have that to look forward to. As well. In addition to the actual episode. Right. Blooper reels. Oh, we're going to do commentaries awesome. and other stuff. So that's cool. But anyway. So that it's just, I was I was dead. I was dead. Jesse, you killed me dead. So we must tantalize you with this. Oh, yes. Yes. You've been tantalized. Definitely. From Greenville, Tennessee, we have Landon Bell on the line. Hello, Landon. Hello, Jordan. Thanks for having me today. Hey, thanks for jumping into the hot seat kind of last minute. Gotta love when things like that happen, but hey, I'm happy to be here. We are nimble. Nimble here at TWIP. (laughs) Nimble knaves. How are you doing? I'm doing okay, man. Excellent. Uh, had a long work week. I'm raring to go with this interview. Excellent. So first things first. First things first, I have to thank you. I have to thank you for all of the help you did, uh, that you gave me doing the uh, the retrospective that we aired earlier this year. That was great working with you and coming up with ideas and the whole, you know, putting it all together. And it was a lot of fun, and I really appreciate it. 
Well, you're quite welcome. Uh, that was that was an interesting project because uh, when you approached me about it, I, I knew I wanted to get involved. But the way it happened was, I think we kind of had a lapse in when we knew Jeffrey would need it. So it turned out Jeffrey was going to need it, and I had like two or three days to mix the whole thing. <laughs> so I Life had downloaded happened, everything. I and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But thankfully, you and I had had some conversations, and we took notes. Mm -hmm. So I had notes of all these different things from past TWIP episodes that we wanted to stick mm -hmm. Yeah, we had a whole bunch of ideas that never made it into the retrospective, too. Oh, yeah. Like, um, I think we talked about doing a, a montage of short and one-sided... And yeah, and like um, didn't make it in. yeah, there yeah there was a couple there were a couple things I if I thought to dig up the notes I could look at them but yeah we had uh, a lot of fun and a lot of talking. I mean it it could have just been an hour of MC or Garcia. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, it could have. Yes, it, it could, could have, have easily been, but it wasn't. And we would have easily had ten to fifteen minutes of that being. Uh, her playing her ukuleles and Sarah. Yeah, I love closing out the end with the ukulele. I love that. That was great. So cool. That was awesome. That was awesome. And um, doing that opening of all the, the locations of where, where folks have come from kind of showcased how Pendant's got people all over the place. And, you know, we don't all have to be sitting in the same room to put out the kind of quality stuff that we do. We're a diverse bunch. Yes, we are. Crew. We are. So how is life in Tennessee? It is spry and awesome. Um, <laughs> a little rainy lately, mm -hmm. but look, I can't complain. I I love life here. Mm -hmm. So it's so great. Awesome, awesome. Um, the weeks are awesome. Saturdays are awesome because we're working farmers market and I get to meet a bunch of awesome people. And then I come home and I do a bunch of creative work. So yeah, great. Life is good, man. So let's talk about that creative work. And let's start with the big one, Shakespeare. My man, Willie. <laughs> Wild Bill. You've been doing, a, you stepped back from directing. I did. Um, Which may be why I was... haven't been in any for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I take no responsibility. No, um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I took a break. The biggest reason is Shakespeare's a lot of work. So it's a lot of work to adapt an entire show and then mix that entire show mm -hmm. and then manage all of the actors. And it was getting to be too much. for at, at this season of my life, it was getting to be too much doing it all at once. So I was so thankful that we had uh, George Linfield and Henry, uh, Swin Halverson. Mm -hmm. Swin Halverson took over for lead for a while and George took over for assistant. And now George is the lead. Right. And uh, Joel Rowan has also joined him. They're turning out some great work. Mm -hmm. And I still handle all of the script adaptations. But it's made it's made the whole show a lot more manageable. Because I have more time to think about, you know, how do I want that scene to play out in the script? And it, it's kind of get, allowing three different perspectives. Because it's allowing my perspective as the dramaturg. Mm -hmm. ad adapting the work. Thinking about how I want it to sound. And then George and Joel are taking it, and they're applying their perception of how it should sound. And then the actors also. So you're getting right. you're getting it from three angles to create this show, and it's really really cool. So you've done a whole bunch of plays, tons of acts. 
you've directed the sonnets. What stands out for you? What couple key pieces of having been running Shakespeare for us are, are things that jump out at you that you that you find most memorable? You're asking me to choose my favorite child? No. I'm asking you what stands out. <laughs> <That's my favorite laughs> child. Um, well, <laughs> well, I'm going to be honest. My favorite child is uh, Romeo and Juliet, the sitcom, because <laughs> of what it is. It was the show that there were people who were skeptical of the entire con- the entire concept. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we got into doing it, and we ran into a few technical difficulties with the song, the theme song. Mm-hmm. Fun story about that theme song. So I wrote it, mm-hmm. and I composed it, and I sent it off to uh, our wonderful actors, Finn M.K. and M. Sierra Garcia. And Finn M.K. happens to be a professional composer. And he looks at this thing and he says, it's unsingable. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so we had a meeting to make it singable. All right. And now the notes actually didn't have to change. What I had to change was the sheet music. I was not proficient in actually writing sheet music, mm-hmm. but apparently there are some rules you have to follow. And okay. I did not follow those rules the first time. <laughs> so second time around, we got the music done and they did a fantastic job. Yes. Actors, I, 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 there wasn't a bad actor in the show. But oh. probably one of my favorite scenes is the water gun fight. <laughs> because it sets the entire tone for what I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's just so much fun. Um, we had, uh, who all did we have? We had uh, Kyle Garrett and uh, Anna Rodriguez. And uh, there's one other person that I can't remember his name. I apologize. But... Um, Oh, Walter Mack. That's who it was. Walter Mack. Uh, we had the three of them going at it, shouting all this stuff. And then there's me. Uh, sound effects of me. I did the Walla for this scene. Mm-hmm. It's me and my sister and my brother. We went out on the back concrete behind our house. And I had my laptop on the table and my blue snowball mic. We had a water gun. And we just shot this water gun and got a lot of foley for it. I had I had my sister shoot it at my face to get Walla of me kind of like choking on water. <laughs> then I did it to her, so we had a uh, female Walla of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Then we also had, uh, and we were tossing them around, splatting them. Fun fact, water balloons have a really interesting sound over a microphone. They just sound <laughs> like a flat pancake. But it was really cool. Uh, <laughs> I have a fun memory of that. Uh, my brother tossed one at me, hit me in the chest, and he threw it with such force that it hurt. So I grabbed my chest and said, ow! And he says, right in the boob. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, fun stories. That make it in? <laughs> uh, no, it didn't. And uh, it didn't make it into the blooper reel either, just because I take pride <laughs> I take pride in myself, but I will tell that here uh, for you. I, um, uh, I I thought that came out. I mean, I remember in some of the discussions beforehand that there was a lot of, wait, you want to do an 80s sitcom? There there was a lot of not sure if this would, you know, be able to play out. Um, but I think it came out brilliantly. I think that Romeo and Juliet is one of those timeless stories. And it will always be timeless because... 
the characters are real. They're tangible. So even though they make bad choices, and even though those choices are kind of cliche, the story is always going to hold up. Mm-hmm. And so I think doing it as a sitcom allowed us to inject some freshness into it that we generally don't get from most adaptations. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that that I think is what makes it so unique. Uh, nope, hardly anyone else is doing Romeo and Juliet as a sitcom. So <laughs> you can come listen to our show and you'll get something brand new that you won't get anywhere else. And casting uh, M as... Uh, Mercutio. What made you go with M what? as opposed to, um, you know, other than M is awesome, of course, but going with a female Mercutio as opposed to the traditional? Well, um, one thing we always try to do on the show, and most people are well aware of this, but most Shakespeare plays, they're, they're predominantly male, the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, a, that's a product of its time and everything. Uh, most of the actors in Shakespeare's company were male, and actually all of the female roles were played by men. Right. So it's just a product of its time sort of thing. And when you bring it into our modern day, uh, most of our actors, it, it's about 50% male, 50% female. So uh, we try and accommodate, we try to take certain roles that are not explicitly gendered, and we just make them either-ors, uh, mm-hmm. and we let any actor audition for them. Mm-hmm. And the the long and the short of it is that M gave one of the best auditions we've ever got. And it's funny because M barely knows Shakespeare. Like she has admitted that before. Yes. I mean, and she was I think in the very first nervous flip interview that I did with her. Yeah. She was very nervous of doing it. She didn't want to, to uh audition. But after enough <laughs> prodding and making suggestions about it, she was finally like the only thing I would ever want to audition for in this play is Mercutio, because, you know, Mercutio's Mercutio. comedic. Yeah, exactly. And so she did it, and she knocked it out of the park. It, it was, I don't even think it was a debate. It was an immediate consensus that M was playing Mercutio. The, her death scene was amazing. The only thing I didn't like about it was that it meant there would be no more M in the production. <laughs> One of my favorite death scenes. So, um... I, I kind of keep a running tally of my favorite death scenes that we've done. Um, I'm like, this is by no means um, a definitive list. Top three is going to be uh, Antony in Antony and Cleopatra, mm. uh, Mercutio in Romeo and Juliet, the sitcom, and then three, because uh, part of me wants to say Julius Caesar, but another part of me wants to say Brutus. Um, Both were done very well. It's it's tough because Julius Caesar is my favorite Shakespeare play. You can say both. We didn't say top three here. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> They're equals in my eyes. But yeah, uh, that entire play, it's my favorite Shakespeare play to read. Uh, performing it was an entirely different experience because, well, I mean, you know how this is. So when somebody reboots an old franchise that you used to love, mm-hmm. it feels different, right? Yeah. Same thing, except I'm actually directing this thing. So <laughs> I'm effectively rebooting the thing that I have read and loved so much. And so I love the way it came out, but it is different as a production. 
So I'm not sure if it's my favorite production that we've done. I would I would still have to save Romeo and Juliet the sitcom for that. Um, and of course, I love the other shows we've done. I love uh, I love Twelfth Night. Twelfth Night was amazing. Oh, Twelfth Night the music was just yeah, so good. Yeah, the single uh, one that wasn't was off the hook. Much Ado, the first one I was part of, was amazing. Mm. Uh, we had Mindy Raskin and his Dogberry, and that will always be a fond memory I have. Anthony and Cleopatra was uh-huh. so great, uh, getting to jump right from Julius Caesar into that. Um, and I, I think Anna. we had a play right in. I think we had a play right in between. Other than that, it was it was sort of like in the same uh-huh. breadth. Um, Othello, had... Othello was amazing. In space. Mm-hmm. With lightsabers, yes. <laughs> um, and then, of course, I didn't direct it, but moving into King John, King John was really good. Uh, actually, that's still airing. Yep. So basically, even though I have like my favorite child of the bunch, I love them all. Well, of course, we uh, we definitely put forth our best efforts, and I think we we definitely hit that payoff. Oh yeah. All right, so shifting away from the Bard, you have been uh, involved in seminar in a variety of ways now. I have. So you've done uh, some writing and gotten behind the mic a bit. I have. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, um, nobody's won. <laughs> that's correct. Um, so it's actually been a while since I've been interviewed, but um, mm-hmm. I've actually acted in two seminar episodes now. Mm-hmm. So one of those was uh, episode 66, uh, Trying to Say Goodbye by Hannah Jane Condell. And I played Death with a Southern accent. <laughs> and that was so cool. Like, that, that, that is probably the best way you could enter seminar is playing a character like Death, because it's memorable. Uh, other thing I played was episode 73. I played a character named Ted in Tollbooth Talk. By, and I believe that was Barry Putt who wrote that. Let me take a look here. Yep, Barry M. Putt Jr. And so that was fun. Then I've written a ton of stuff for seminar. Uh, I wrote the OS Diaries, which has my favorite character that I've ever written in it. Uh, I wrote Word Wars, which uh, has a long story behind it. And then I have something else coming out here in a few months called uh, Metabolized Heroics. And that one also has a story, because that one uh, began life about three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. I wrote that story, had a different name then, sent it into seminar when uh, our co-executive producer, uh, Susan Bridges, was the script editor. Mm-hmm. And she edited a couple rounds, and uh, this is the first time I'd ever had this happen, but she was just like, uh, Landon, no. <laughs> no, we're not going to have this in the show, No. And so I was slightly bummed, but at the same time, Susan's an amazing script editor, so I trusted her. And she was right, it had some flaws. Fast forward a few years, and Jeffrey's like, you know, we've got to have some scripts. We're running out of scripts. And by the way, I'm just going to make that into a little plug. You know, yes, If you want to write scripts for seminar, <laughs> yeah, do it. Uh, but anyways, uh, so I, I told Jeffrey, I'm like, you know, I've got this one script, and Susan turned it down. Uh, I mean, I, I can send it if you want to take a look at it. And he's like, well, I'm a different editor. I might have a different opinion. <laughs> so I read it, and the, immediately when I read it, the distance of years allows you to see 
Well, and also your growth as a writer. It allows right. you to see the flaws quickly. Mm-hmm. And I saw immediately, oh, this has got to change, this has got to change, this has got to change. And so I wound up cutting, like, I want to say seven or eight pages before I ever sent it to Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. So I did that, sent it in, and he was like, yeah, this is good enough to put in the show, but here's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. So we ran through, like, a couple more editing rounds, and boom, it was done. Out to cast. Uh, I think it's already been mixed. But yeah, it, it's it's really amazing what distance and years can do to a story. Oh, yeah. And and like you said, that growth. You, you learn so much between all of the other stuff that you've been doing. Yeah, and so I'm very proud of uh, that one, and I, I can't wait to hear it. But the other two were uh, the OS Diaries. And uh, that one's fun because uh, the main character, Alan, who is the antagonist of the whole thing... <laughs> He, uh, he's kind of an amalgamation of a bunch of people I've known before. <laughs> uh, full of themselves, know-it-all, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think everybody's known an Alan. <laughs> yes. But it doesn't, it doesn't help that Alan, in addition to knowing it all, is also stupid. Those who think so, they know it all, don't. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, Alexander Danner, who uh, is one of the he's part of the creative team over on the podcast Greater Boston mm-hmm. uh, he auditioned for that and got the role and he's amazing um, I think that uh, Rachel Ballas is also in it and uh, I want to say Russell Gold was in that but I can't remember who else I know there was others uh, and I apologize for not remembering everybody's names <laughs> time you know time you get distance from something and you forget Yeah. Uh, the other one I wrote was called Word Wars and I, again, don't remember all the cast. I do remember that Susan Bridges is in it at the end, and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But um, the whole gist of that one is I I had written a script uh, a few years before, and I was trying to mimic a script that Marley Norton wrote years ago for the show. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Moment, I think was what it was called. And it was basically uh, these two people came out from a party, and they were outside looking at the sky and they just kind of start talking about the world and in a flash they just have a moment Mm. um i think a lot of people have moments like that in Mm. life so what i wanted to do is i wanted to copy or or not copy i didn't want to copy i wanted to borrow the essence of that like like redistill the idea of someone having a moment but i wanted to do it with words instead the english language Okay. And so I set this script dictionary office, office of a dictionary company. Right. And right. first few drafts of that were just terrible because there wasn't a plot. There was just words. Then uh, the 2016 election happened. <laughs> and uh, I'm not even going to get into politics, people. But no, no. one thing that happened is uh, Miriam Webster started tweeting a lot of stuff about politics like they got into it mm-hmm. and so I, I got to thinking you know I could take this concept except I've got and make it about these people who work at a dictionary trying to combat people on Twitter and so that's exactly what I did and I, I'm very pleased with the way it turned out it's very different than what I would usually write mm-hmm. but uh, I think it was really cool yeah it was a lot of fun it was a, it was a good lesson I remember when I came out 
Yep, and the acting in it was really good, and mm-hmm. there's also a lot of jokes that people on Twitter would appreciate. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's me on seminar. I, I don't have much else in the seminar prop line right now, but, yeah, I love that show. It's a great place to, to get your feet wet. Mm-hmm. Yep, I have a friend who uh, actually got a, a small role in Metabolized Heroics. And uh, I think she's auditioning for more stuff. So Awesome. Yeah. That's how we when, suck when you, you in. <laughs> <laughs> First you listen, then you want to do stuff. <laughs> exactly. The cycle of creativity. <laughs> so let's move on from seminar and talk about another show you were uh, fairly involved in. Um, this last season it aired, uh, Henderson and Havner. Oh my gosh, yes. We got you into, so, some, into some more uh, M. Sierra Garcia goodness. Sorry if I'm fa- yeah. if I sound like I'm fanboying. Jordan goes to sleep and he dreams about M. Sierra Garcia and no, no, Genesis no. Avalon. <laughs> they in his dreams it's just it's the Asgardian plane, but. It's Genesis Avalon and MCR Garcia, and they just have conversations together. <laughs> hey, you've heard and, M's interviews. They're a ton of fun. So um, I actually, I, I don't remember the exact episode I got involved or which number it was, mm-hmm. but it was the, the one where Henderson and Havner go meet, um, oh, what's his name? Dr. Dr. Anderson? Dr. 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 Anderson, that's right. So they go meet Dr. Anderson. And he's this kooky, crazy guy played by uh, Philip Weber, I believe. Um, let me double check. No, Philip Weber plays the, the announcer. Who's the guy who plays him? I believe. I'm just... Jordan, you're supposed to be the expert. Here. I don't have this memorized. <laughs> I wrote it down so I wouldn't have to remember it. <laughs> Sorry, flashback. It's Philip Weber is the announcer, and is it Bill? Bill, yep, Bill Anderson. That's right. Bill. Um, I knew I'd remember. Bill, Bill, Bill. Uh, but anyways, he does he does a great job as that character, and he is hilarious. Um, so I had a a really great time mixing those few episodes. Bill Young. Um, Oh, Bill Young, not Bill Anderson. Bill Young, <laughs> that's right. Sorry. We had multiple Bills in the, the podcasting world. But yeah, I uh, I think my two favorite episodes that I did was... I did one where it was Captain and Chiefy on their honeymoon. Yes. And that was so much fun. I got to, I got to really do something that was different mm-hmm. with them on a beach... They're they're playing with uh, jokes and innuendo, mm-hmm. and I also got to use some cool sound effects tricks that uh, Jeffrey didn't even catch on to until I told him about it, and then he was like, "Wow, that's so cool." Uh, and then the other episode that I really enjoyed was uh, the one where they figure out that the interim Captain and Chiefy are actually bad, right? And uh, or stupid, or both. <laughs> and so there's there's this one scene where Henderson and Havner are in a closet and they start making out and they caught it on the video camera 
and I got, I got to have some fun with the sound effects there. Nice. Uh, yeah. So those those are probably my two favorite episodes to mix. Um, I did also like there was one episode where they were in the shoe factory, mm-hmm. and this script required cutting back and forth and back and forth in between a bunch of different scenes mm-hmm. in two different locations. And so, like, it'd be this line and then two lines later, cut. And trying to fit all those cuts together was interesting because um, I'd never done it before. Mm-hmm. And Jeffrey was like, okay, you know, it's got to be a little more like this and a little more like this. And after a little bit of tweaking, we got it right. Uh, but that was that was an interesting experience. Because on Shakespeare, you know, everything on Shakespeare is just long and long and long and monologue and more monologues. <laughs> Not so on Henderson. Double entendres and soliloquies and triple entendres. Oh, there's double entendres on this show. Yeah, there are. (laughs) As I was saying, I was like, well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, there's there's a lot of of scenes of uh, Henderson going on about his his manly manliness. Mm -hmm. I I really wish there was there was a couple of ad-libs that Joe did that make it made it in. There's mm-hmm. a couple others that I wish had made it in, and we had to cut. Um, maybe it'll make it into a blooper reel, or maybe it already did. I don't know. <laughs> I actually missed the last blooper reel. <laughs> I need to go back and listen to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can find that is it... on our iTunes feed or on pendantaudio.com. That is correct. Yes. Have to plug. Go ahead. We'll wait. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I enjoyed this season, this past season, and um, it was actually my favorite season of the show so far. Not not just because I was part of it, but also I thought the writing was like at its sharpest. Oh yeah, it was a lot of fun. Good stuff. Definitely good stuff. So, moving on from Henderson and Havner, you said you wanted to talk a little bit about Tabula Rasa when we were powwowing beforehand. Um, who doesn't? <laughs> Look, this is this is going to be my plea to Mr. Kalk. <laughs> Jack. Dear Mr. Kalk, please bring back Tabula Rasa for season three. Sincerely. And Jeffrey, you can just put like some little music under that just to <laughs> add to the tension, you know? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put a tear in Jack's eye. Oh man, I gotta make that season for Landon. Can't go on another day without it. The more you know. So yeah, <laughs> I love Tabula Rasa, guys. I I miss that show so much. I miss it. I re-listened to it a few months ago, I guess now, and kind of had my memory refreshed because it had been a while since I had listened to it. And it ended in a much darker place than I had remembered. It. Oh yeah. Yeah, things are things ended. Weird. So we need some resolution here. Some of us don't forget. <laughs> some of us remember. And uh, in my case, I, I've been remembering for a long time, and it's painful. The wait. The wait has been painful. Mm. That last episode aired in February of 2015, and it is now 2018. There's something wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> The opinions expressed by Mr. Bell are absolutely Are the right. opinions of everyone else's opinion. <laughs> don't, 
Don't say otherwise, okay? <laughs> they are absolutely <laughs> right. Um, no, definitely. The the show is fantastic, and I'm really hoping we get season three dropped to us soon. I know. I legit... I bring it up with him every time I interview him. I legit think that it is Pendant's best show. Listen to basically every show Pendant's done, mm-hmm. even Archer and Armstrong, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But then I go back to Tabby LaRosa, and it does something for me that no other Pendant show has ever done, except for Dixie. Like, you know, Dixie's always going to stick with me. It's always going to have a soft place in my heart. But Tabby LaRosa was next level. I... I can't wait for it to come back. I agree. It was next level. You know, kind of like Genesis Avalon was. Yeah, I mean... You knew I was going to say it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it's as as, um, I asked one time for one of Jack's interviews, you know, is it the reverse Breaking Bad? And I finally got him to express that, yeah, it kind of is the reverse Breaking Bad. Yeah, I remember uh, that was the interview that I actually interviewed him in person and we had to redo it. But I remember seeing his reaction to that question and kind of had to pull himself back from it and kind of think about it because it, the question surprised him. And um, when we redid the interview, if I remember this correctly, he had thought about it more between the time we sat in front of each other and the time we had to um, re-record it over Skype. And... He changed his mind. At first, I think, at first he didn't, and Jack, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think at first he thought of it in one way, but then as we were talking about it the second time, he kind of flipped. We are very interactive here in TWIP. (laughs) I think that um, there's also, like, and I'm just making an assumption, like, Jack, again, you can correct me. But uh, I think there's probably an assumption just as a writer, like someone compares your work to something as good as Breaking Bad. There's a hesitancy to say, wait, no, wait, 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 wait a minute. No. Um, Then once you get like to the grid of what someone's actually saying, you can be like, okay, yeah, I can see what they're saying. I can see how that does draw parallels. So that's kind of what I got from that interview. I I think Jack was, was seeing parallels. Yeah. So hopefully that makes its way back around soon and uh, we can hear season three. If we need to do another interview here in a few months, that's just me talking about Tabula Rasa for an hour. I'm I'm okay. (laughs) All right. We'll get that on the books. So um, you do a whole bunch of stuff outside of Pendant. Yes, I do. You want to... Do a little bit of a run through of that. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so one of those things is um, it's called Story Bake. Mm-hmm. It's a website I started last year. So mm-hmm. it's a website and YouTube channel. And basically, what it is is it's all about storytelling. Um, I do videos about stories. Um, I also have original stories in the works that I'm writing. They just haven't released yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just want it to be a production outlet for all things storytelling. Mm-hmm. You should be able to come to Storybake and you know watch a video essay about The Last Jedi and then listen to some original story that's also being made. Very um, cool. Yeah, I, I think that right now there's uh, a big demand 
in the YouTube space for video essays. Mm-hmm. But they tend to be more scatterbrained. Like some are really, really good, mm-hmm. but they tend to they tend to be more analytical. And while analytical is good, uh, I want the analysis to be on the stories. So I want you to be able to come to Story Bake and see a video about you know why this character is actually a really strong character, mm-hmm. or why this story has parallels to King Arthur, for mm-hmm. example. Um, that's the kind of content I'm doing on Story Bake. Okay, very cool. So would you take like a character from a movie and talk about him in a way that people might not have thought of him as? a particular type of character? Oh, yeah. So I've actually done that before. Um, I did one video uh, very recently about Zemo from Captain America Civil War. Mm -hmm. And the the video was actually about why he's one of the best Marvel movie villains. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people, I think, kind of got caught up in the whole theatricality of that movie. Because, mm-hmm. oh, hey, Captain America and Iron Man are fighting. But yeah. at the core of that fight, there was a villain. And he was a, a really dynamic and well-written villain. Um, so I've done videos on that. Uh, I also did a video on the podcast 36 Questions, um, which if you haven't listened to it, oh my gosh, it is a, uh, 36 Questions is a uh, musical podcast. Okay. And really, really fantastic stuff if you haven't listened to it. Um yeah, I did. One video I did was a tour of my local library book sale. I'm trying to uh, kind of get the, the local feel for things in addition to, uh, you know, your, your typical Hollywood and books and stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, I mentioned The Last Jedi. I, I've done four videos on The Last Jedi. So I'm, I'm slightly, slightly addicted to that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that people had, people had a very... Uh, emotional reaction to it but yeah yeah i'm all over the place on that one that's okay opinions are fun because um that's one thing about story bake is i i can express an opinion Uh but i'm very open to if someone disagrees jumping in the comments and explaining why doesn't bother me a lick and i i i very much think that uh movies and storytelling are subjective Mm-hmm. And so while I can have a experience with a story that really moves me, someone else may have an experience with that same story and it just disgusts me. Right. And that's fine. That reaction is fair. It's normal. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, the important thing really is to just respect people. Um, if someone has a difference of opinion, respect it. They're, the person, just because they disagree with you doesn't mean that mean or rude or and and as long as as long as all of us have that civility between us when we disagree on things right um, i think that makes all the difference when we were uh prepping beforehand you mentioned another thing that you've got that you're working on uh that you wanted to talk about um and i'm not sure i'm pronouncing it right because the way i've written my notes is wabam uh, that's that's actually correct. That's what it's called. Um, so I write for a website called Wabam Entertainment. Uh-huh. And what we do at Wabam is we basically cover all kinds of comic book news, uh, 
movie news related to comic books and geek stuff. Um, I mostly write reviews and opinion pieces there. So I actually recently wrote a piece about why the Netflix Death Note movie is actually not as bad as some people thought it was. <laughs> um, again, opinion. opinion. You could read it and, and love it and agree or disagree. Um, but yeah, uh, so stuff like that. Uh, you can head over to wabamentertainment.com and read up. Uh, if, if you need the link to that, it's on my Twitter. Uh, you'll see it in some of my tweets there at the top of my it's usually near the top of my feed i'm all the time retweeting them <laughs> and that's a great segue to how people can reach you on social media sure um <laughs> people can reach me on social media at uh the bellman that's b-e-a-l-l-m-a-n uh, because my ancestors couldn't spell <laughs> and i am also on twitter at storybake hq uh, where you can find all of the content I'm doing with Storybake. And I'm also on Instagram at Storybake, just Storybake, uh, no HQ. And you can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'd love to have you. Uh, new content is on the way. I try to, try to upload monthly, uh, multiple times every month when I can. Uh, but yeah, there's always something new in the works. All right. Since you've Which, done them so many times, oh, I'm sorry, you were going to say something else? Well, I started to say, uh, the, this is actually not um, <clears throat> with my social media, but yeah, like I said, always something new in the works. So, you know, stay tuned. There might be news uh, about something at some <laughs> something, point in, in the distant future. secretive that, yeah, anyway. I can't say what it is or who it is for, but just keep your eyes peeled. We'll leave it at that. And since you've done it so many times in the past, because you've been gracious enough to sit in the hot seat, this is third, fourth time? Um, I want to say third. I want to say third, but I could be wrong. We'll, uh, we'll, for, we'll forego the, uh, the bullet questions, but I do want to take a moment and point out that your interview is going to be in the 98th episode of TWIP. Nice. 98. So this is going to air... July. In August, we'll have episode 99. And then in September, we'll be TWIP 100. And like we did for episode 50, TWIP 100 is going to be Jeffrey and Susan together. So, oh, yeah. I call upon all of you out in Pendant Land and all of you that I've pointed in the direction of TWIP to listen to interviews. Feel free to submit questions now, soon down the road, but before uh, the end of August. Questions, comments, if there's something that you have in mind that you'd like to bring to the bring to the table, so to speak, let me know. People can find me on Twitter at JG underscore QA um, and on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash J-O-R-D-A-N dot G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B dot 5036. If for some reason, because I've been a little slack on social media, you don't hear from me, send me again and um, let me know. I'll try and be a little more uh, proactive uh, monitoring my Twitter feed and such. Um, but definitely questions for Jeffrey and Susan. We have not interviewed them since episode 50. So 
um, wanted to do something special for TWIP 100, and that's going to be it so far. And, you know, I appreciate everybody who contributes questions to interviews, and um, this is the first time I'm really, like, announcing one a bit in advance because it's episode 100. So um, wanted to toss that out there. Landon, my friend, thank I'm you. I'm going to submit... Oh. I'm going to submit all the questions. <laughs> all right. Okay. And I don't mean that like I'm going to only be the person that submits them. I just mean I'm going to submit so many questions that it's going to be two hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anything's possible at this point. We'll, uh, we might have to do a part one, part two if we end up going two hours. But. Oh, joy. Yeah. That'll be a first. <laughs> Um, Landon, thank you so much for taking the time with us today. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, hey, you're so welcome. I'm happy. It, it was good to be here, and I really appreciate you having me. Oh, it's always fun having you on. And um, we were we were about due anyway. Um, and I guess then we will kick this back to Jeffrey and Susan. It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview. It's over. Coming out Wednesday, July 4th, Kingery, Season 9, Episode 10. Ah, Hooks. So glad you could make it. Thanks, Major. Do you think you're ready for this? Next time on The Kingery. Great. Now, what do we have on our suspects? Are they really suspects, though? I mean, we don't have anything damning on anyone, do we? Maybe we could say persons of interest instead? Kind of the same thing. There is a treatment that we can perform. We will each give a small amount of our own bodies to Kalok to help aid his own body in recovering from the gravitational force sickness. The results, however, are risky. Mmm, will this hurt you? Would you not give up a limb for your family? Oh, can and have. Do you need me to again? Because I'll do it. I'll do that in a second. I would do it right here, right now. You've been in here more lately, sugar. Not that I don't like your face. Something wrong at home? Yeah. Home is wrong at home. The whole thing is... wrong. Your man not treat you well? Too well. Domestic bliss is just not my style. Someone else's style, maybe. But not mine. Only at PendantAudio.com Do I have to turn this meeting around? Because if I do, I swear no one will get ice cream. Coming out Wednesday, July 11th, King John Act 4, The Pendant Shakespeare. I hope your warrant will bear out the deed. Next time on The Pendant Shakespeare. Are you sick, Hubert? You look pale today. In sooth, I would you were a little sick, that I might sit all night and watch with you. I warrant I love you more than you do me. Do as I bid you do. Oh, save me, Hubert, save me! My eyes are out even with the fierce looks of these bloody men. Here once again we sit, once again crowned and looked upon, I hope, with cheerful eyes. The king hath dispossessed himself of us. We will not line his thin, bestained cloak with our pure honors, nor attend the foot that leaves the print of blood where'er it walks. Return and tell him so. We know the worst. The king's deeds turn sour in King John Act 4, 
presented by the Wild Bill Variety Show. I am no villain. Must I rob the law? Your sword is bright, lady. Put it up again. Not till I sheath it in a murderer's skin. Listen or catch up anytime on desktop or mobile at PendantAudio.com. La la la, the show is almost done. Yay! <laughs> That's the end of the program. We made it. We're done. We had a lot of news this time. How about that? That's pretty cool. Things are moving and shaking. Oh, one thing I didn't mention also, we are still, uh, we're very close to locking the second script on that upcoming project we haven't t- told you what the title of this yet. That's true. Really close to locking the second one out of four in. So yes. it's moving along as well, don't forget. Still motion, still motion. New stuff for you because we be, like you. It shouldn't be still motion because still means absence of motion. But, but there's still, still motion. Doing still. Whoa. That's weird. That word is weird. Be sure to stop by the website at pendantaudio.com, the Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash group slash pendant, the Facebook page at facebook.com slash pendantaudio. We are at pendantweb on the Twitter. We are also on Tumblr at pendant. Audio crap. I I miss I changed the order I did it and then I forgot the Tumblr. Pendantaudio.tumblr.com. Ah yeah, I got it back. There it is. Okay. Okay. And we're on YouTube at Pendant Productions, and you can also find us on Discord. Stop by and say hello. Chat was hopping today, so that was fun. <laughs> Hope to see you there. And back here. In next all month. the places, really. We'd like to see you. Yeah, but I was I was ending. I was saying back here next month. This is Susan Bridges. There you go. And Jeffrey Bridges. Thanks for listening. See, you didn't let me finish and you messed up the ending and now it's all messed up. Is it? Yes. No. Yes. No. It messed up. It's no. not right. No. I did the thing and I couldn't take the thing and it was the thing and it was all wrong. No. All wrong. No. Oh, like you do. I like that one. You happy with that one? Oh, like you do. I don't know. Maybe none of them are good. Maybe it's all crap. I'm going to stop now. Okay. Ta-da! Ta-da!